Greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and the title of today's show is going to be called Embrace Him. Now, I've been in prayer a lot um, over the last several weeks, and I've been really seeking the Lord as to where His people are and what they need. And the other morning, when I was just sitting on my patio talking with the Lord, um, I believe he told me that many are confounded right now. Well, confounded, what's confounded? Confounded, the definition of it is confused, perplexed, befuddled, or puzzled. And you know, in other words, filled with uncertainty as to what the Lord wants everyone to be doing right now. Well, what does the Lord want everyone to be doing right now? Well, he wants us to be seeking him for what his purposes are, what he wants us to do to be prepared for what comes. You know, Romans 3.11 says, There is none who understands. There is none who seeks for God. Well, why aren't people seeking God? Why don't they understand? Well, they're blinded by the pride of life. Because when I was seeking the Lord out on this, that was what came up in spirit. They're blinded by the pride of life. They're more concerned with their status in the world or what's going to happen to everything that they've built up for themselves or, you know, what their accomplishments have been, losing it all, letting go of it. And we need to remember not to hang on and be trying to love the things of the world because that essentially is what I feel I'm getting in spirit. And that's what inspired the idea for this podcast. First John 2. Verses 15 through 19 speaks about the pride of life, starting on verse 15. And by the way, today I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Bible. And of course, you're welcome to, you know, look these up in any translation that works best for you. I'm just doing this as it spells it out, the meanings of different things. So if, if you want to note down these verses, you're more than welcome to look them up as you would like to. But starting on 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 19. Do not love the world, and that is, of sin that opposes God and his precepts, nor the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust and sensual craving of the flesh and the lust and longing of the eyes and the boastful pride of life, you know, that's pretentious confidence in one's resources or instability of earthly things, and that's what I was just alluding to, these do not come from the Father, but are from the world. You know, I'll give you a good example. You might go into a golf club, or let's say after church, what do you hear people talking about usually when they're at the coffee hour or having refreshments and, you know, talking amongst one another? What do they talk about most times? My wife, my kids, my home, my job. All these things that are in the world. Not saying that there's anything inherently wrong with them, but we need to recognize that there's priorities. And for some right now, the Lord is separating and calling people aside. And yet people are more concerned with things that don't matter. When we go on in 1 John 2, verse 17, the world is passing away, and with it, it's lust. That is, the shameful pursuits and ungodly longings. But the one who does the will of God and carries out his purposes lives forever. 
So, you know, you're going to be called to forsake things and what comes. And we want to get on the pattern of seeking God and understanding his will right now, understanding what he wants for each of us. Because what's for person A is not always for person B or C or D. The Lord knows what he's called each individual to do. And there are many not submitting to the refining. They might lose a job, for example. And then it's like, pray for me that I get a new job. Pray for me that I... It's like, well, how do you know at this hour that the Lord is not calling you out of the work world? Maybe he wants you to do something for him. Maybe it could be an opportunity he wants you to relocate. And you're not meant to be where you are. And it's his way of protecting him. Have you been seeking him to understand that that maybe or could be what he wants you to do? And this is food for thought. Going on in verse 18, we're still in 1 John 2. Children, it is the last hour, that is the end of this age. And just as you heard that the Antichrist is coming, and that is the one who will oppose Christ and attempt to replace him, even now, Many antichrists, that is false teachers, have appeared, which confirms our belief that it is the last hour. And you are seeing that in most churches. They're not getting into the meat and potatoes of serving the Lord. It's more about you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Live your best life. You know, blase, blase. Oh, don't worry. You're getting out of here. Everyone's going to be refined. Everyone's going to be refined. I hate to break it to you. That is just the truth. You know, going on in verse 19, they went out from us, you know, they being the false teachers, seeming at first to be Christians, but they were not really of us because they were not truly born again and spiritually transformed. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us, but they went out, that is teaching false doctrine, so that it would be clearly shown that none of them are of us. We need to be aware in all of our lives, what the Lord wants us to do. He has told me recently, I've been sitting alone a lot with him, that there is an event coming. And I don't know what shape or form this is going to take. I'm seeking the Lord for more revelation on this. But he told me that when this event arrives, that he wants me to come into intercession. So that leads me to believe it is going to be life-changing. At least for many, it will be. That's another reason he wants everybody to start drawing nearer to him. He has been asking and asking and asking this for a long time. He has been calling his children in off of the worldly playground. You know, there were two shows. No, make that three that I did over the past few years in regards to forsaking the world. And one of these was called The Wisdom and Letting Go. And I recorded that in May of 2021. And in that episode, I talked about being set apart and losing interest for the things that you used to be into, the things that used to appeal to you. You know, you, you just get tired of it. You just don't have a desire for it anymore. You know, the more... The Lord is built up in you. The more you're building Jesus up in you, and the more he's establishing himself in you and circumcising your heart, you're not into those things anymore. They just don't appeal. They're boring. So it's like, what's the point? That's the best way to explain it. 
Now, one of these shows that I did was called The Wisdom and Letting Go, and I recorded that in May of 2021. And then later that year in December, I did two more, uh, one of which was with Glenda Lomax called Answering the Call to Ministry. And in that episode, Glenda and I were laying it out how the signs you might see when you're being called, when the Lord is pulling you. And then right after that, I did another show titled Understanding the Spiritual Gifts, because many are wondering where they fit in, but they're not sure how to really put it into perspective. Like, what's the Lord calling me to do? And I was talking about the spiritual gifts. And this is why recently I had said when I did a show with Many Rounds uh, a number of weeks back where I said, you know, if you're set apart, you know, it could be for a reason and everybody does something well. And so indirectly, that's what I was alluding to. But I'll link to those shows so that everybody can listen to them. Or if you have an interest, if you're new at following Innocence Redeemed, that you can go and listen to it. But the Lord has been long calling many to step into what he has destined for them. But they're instead choosing to pursue their own desires. You know, do you all remember in January the dream where I told you about the railroad tracks? And how there's going to be obstacles to get over the tracks. But if you're seeking the Lord and understanding what his calling is, what his will is, that it's going to be easier for you. You know, you're following him. If you hold back because you're afraid or if you will not embrace him, as the title of today's show is called, you're going to be not understanding where to go. You're going to be confused. You're going to be in fear. You're going to be, you know, perplexed. It's going to be hard for you to let go of things. There's already separations occurring right now. Uh, friends are being divided. Um, spouses are being divided. You know, some people think that like, oh, I'm not going to let go of my spouse. That's not of the word. And it's like, well, it could be that the Lord has a plan for you and the spouse you have is not who the Lord ordained for you. You think it is. But if you're under their control, how can you ever get free to serve the Lord? You're going to have to choose. You know, remember 1 John 2.15. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And in another verse, the Lord said, anyone who loves mother or father or anyone else more than me is not worthy of being mine. So you're going to be called to choose. To go your own way or go the Lord's way. And I've been asked questions about marriage. I've been asked about like, you know, oh, well, I want to get married or I, you know, are you sure you're, you know, how do you know you're not supposed to get married? And, oh, you know, we're not meant to be alone. It's like, no, we're not meant to be alone. But that you also have to remember that that was during times where there was still time left. We're now in the the end of the end days. We're, we're getting there. We're, we're already, I, I submit to you guys, we're already in the tribulation. It's about to kick off. And if we're not, we are like right there. Okay, we're like right on the edge about to fall into it. And we're still concerned about pursuing things that, how do you know that that's what the Lord wants for you? Some are called to be prophets. Some are called to be apostles. They're not meant to be married. When do you ever remember any of the prophets getting married? When do you remember any of the apostles getting married? You know, if you're single when you're called, seek the Lord first. Because 
he likely has a job for you to do. And if you're trying to do something in the world that you would want to do that you, you normally are trying to seek, you might want to pursue him and not your flesh. You feel that you want to get married. You think that that's what you want. But how do you know that that's best for you? You know, let me just tell you, with AI and all these other things coming up, do you not think that these evil powers that be are not going to try to use wives and children as collateral? Because they will. Don't put it past them. They will. They're going to try to play off people's sympathy and emotions to get the God's chosen ones or manipulate them into captivity. So if you're alone right now, you need to be seeking the Lord and what he wants you to do. You know, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 8, But I say to the unmarried and to the widows, that as a practical matter, it is good if they remain as I am. And that means single and entirely devoted to the Lord. Going on in verse 9, But if they do not have self-control, they should marry. That is burning with, you know, lustful passion. And then it goes on to say, For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. You know, in other words, that's to avoid the sin of adultery. Some are called. There will be husband and wife teams. But there are those who have a specific calling on their lives. And some are already in relationships that they chose, but the Lord did not want. And because they chose to go their own way, some are going to have to pay the price for that. You know, he gives everybody free will. But this is what I'm talking about. And I talked about this not long ago, where I said, maybe you're supposed to do what the Lord wants, and then he'll add these things unto you, but because you continue to do everything the way you want, that's why you don't have what you're asking, because your intentions are all wrong. You're wanting to follow your own stubborn heart. You're wanting to follow your passions that are of the heart. Remember, the heart is deceitful and wicked above all things who can know it. If you go on in 1 Corinthians 7, the verse 32, but I want you to be free from concern. The unmarried man is concerned about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. And that's true because I'm sitting here all the time thinking about the Lord and what makes him happy. I want him to be pleased. I want to be told, job well done, good servant. But you go on in verse 33, but the married man is concerned about worldly things, how he may please his wife, and his interests are divided. The unmarried woman, or the virgin, is concerned about the matters of the Lord. How to be holy and set apart both in body and in spirit. But a married woman is concerned about worldly things. How she may please her husband. Now I say this for your own benefit, not to restrict you, but to promote what is appropriate and secure, undistracted devotion to the Lord. So, you know, people want that. They're like, oh, I'm going to, well, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. And I'm going to, I want to get married. And somebody told me I'm supposed to get married. Are you sure somebody told you that from the Lord? Are you sure that's of the Lord? Did you pray and seek the Lord to ask him? Because there's a lot of people running around right now saying, oh, the Lord told me you're my kingdom husband or you're my kingdom wife. And it's like, no. How can that be when that person didn't ask for that? I had that done to me last year. Somebody emailed me and told me, oh, the Lord said that you're my kingdom husband. No, he didn't. And I had that confirmed by two other people who get prophetic words for me on top of what he told me himself. And, you know, then enters into the confusion of it. 
you know, well, then one of us isn't hearing from God correctly. Well, I hate to tell you and break it to you, but it ain't me, babe. In the words of Johnny Cash, I ain't the one you're looking for. You may be ordained to have a kingdom husband, but you need to be certain that the person you meet lines up with who he's ordained for you. And it just isn't anyone. Everyone has a different calling. He has a will for everyone individually. So I knew that person was lying. And number two, I never asked for a wife. Because I'm well aware of what my calling is. And it's not about me. I'm just saying that's the type of manipulation that's out there. And you have to watch it. And manipulation, it's witchcraft. That's going on. And there are a lot of people who want what they want. But remember, it's none is wise. There's none who seeks God. You have to seek the Lord. If things in your life seem like they're not working out, there's a reason. There could be, there's very well a reason. You know, when I went into the wilderness and I was in it for a year and a half, I must have applied to like, I don't know, over a hundred jobs. And out of all of those, I think I got two online interviews once the COVID pandemic began and they went nowhere. The person, the people never called me back. So I began on my own. I didn't have anybody even here to, I didn't even have anybody at the time to tell me what to do. I had to do as I felt the Lord was leading me. I had to seek him. I had to keep, continue to pray and lean into him to ask him what he wanted me to do. And I think I did that for like, I don't know, four or five months. And then in the middle of the night, one night, he just, he spoke to me. I've called you. But this is the thing. If we keep resisting him and we don't want to do what we're called to do, or we don't want to put down the things of life, or we're not willing to forgo friends, if we're not, and by the way, that was another thing. When I was in that wilderness, I forgot, I, I forwent every single friend in my life that I had at the time. I think the only one I stayed in touch with was Brother H. He's the only one who I'm still friends with. Everybody else, they were worldly. They knew me when, and I let them go. And they weren't staying in touch with me anyway, and that was really put to the test during COVID. Because when we were all locked down, I heard from none of them. None of them ever asked me how I was. So you'll notice another thing is that when you're being set apart, everybody you used to know will stop talking to you. And when you start changing, let's say that you have a prophetic calling, and you start preaching things that are coming. Well, people don't want to be around you. Why? Well, because you're negative. They perceive it as a negative, but what they don't understand is that the Lord wants them to get their lives together. And there's something that's rubbing them the wrong way because they're uncomfortable with what you're saying. People are in our lives for a season. The Lord usually uses those he's called to help them or instruct them in some way. And once that's done, that season's over. A new one has begun. He pulls them out. They have a different path they go on. The other person has a different path they've chosen or they're going on. It doesn't mean that there's hard feelings. It just means that that's what the Lord wants that person to do. He's calling them aside. He has a different path for them. And when you forsake different people or homes or things in your life, the Lord's going to bless you, okay? It's not going to return void. And I'll get more into that later. But there are some who are more concerned about a career and marriage. But they need to understand what time it is. 
you know, somebody will say that somebody told them that they were supposed to get married, that they got a word from the Lord that they were supposed to get married. And it was like, I don't know, sometime between 10 and 13 years ago, but they're still single. And they might have a calling and the Lord wants that person to step into their calling. And they're like, but I was told. And it's like, but you're, that's not, how do you know that person heard from the right spirit? Did you test the spirit to see, to confirm? Did you ask him to show you and confirm it? Because when you look at first John four, starting on verse one, beloved, do not believe every spirit. And that is speaking through a self-proclaimed prophet. Instead, test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets and teachers have gone out into the world. By this, you know and recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ has actually come in the flesh as a man is from God. God is its source. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus, acknowledging him that he has come in the flesh, but would deny any of the Son's true nature, is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and is now already in the world. And by the way, just a side note, part of when I got the event, I was giving some interesting passages in uh, Revelation, and that's what I'm studying right now. And let's just say that they have to do with the AC. Um, They're complicated passages, so they're going to require a lot of time with the Lord and study, and I don't know when I'll get Revelation on that. So. Um. I've been seeking for a prophecy, so I wanted to talk about that really quick. But test the spirit, because there's a lot who have twisted the doctrine, and they think that God only gives what everybody wants. And what your flesh wants versus what his role is for you are two separate things entirely. You know, going on in verse 5, they who teach twisted doctrine are of the world and belong to it. Therefore, they speak from the viewpoint of the world with its immoral freedom and baseless theories, demanding compliance with their opinions and ridiculing the values of the upright. And the gullible one of the world listens closely and pays attention to them. We who teach God's word are from God, energized by the Holy Spirit, and whoever knows God through personal experience listens to us and has a deeper understanding of him. Whoever is not of God does not listen to us. By this we know, without any doubt, the spirit of truth motivated by God, and the spirit of terror is motivated by Satan. And by the way, terror, and that is which of Satan, is not the same as prophecy, which is the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ in his return, and how he wants people to get right with him, because he sends the watchmen and the prophets to warn. When it's all terror-based, which is what the world was doing through, you know, the pandemic and all that, that's when it's of Satan, okay? So there is a difference, and that needs to be clarified. So, if you're set apart, and somebody's trying to tell you, like, well, this is what I was told, or, you're, hey, you're supposed to get married, or you're going to get married, there are many who lean into their own understanding in that way. And in such, they'd misdirect. Anybody telling you or trying to give you wisdom that the Lord may be actually calling you or if the hints are being dropped all around you, like if you can, you know, if you constantly see signs that God is pulling you to do something, that's one way to discern. And that's when you should immediately be seeking him. 
And that's what we all need to be doing now. Whether we're being called or we're just in the body in itself, we need to be pulling in. Because we need to be building up instruction and his word within us. We need to be having his leading in what comes. Not be listening to just what anybody says. Like, oh, well, this is what I was told and this is what you should do. You know, there was the tale of the two prophets. When I say it was in what? First Kings 12 or 13, where one was told to leave town a certain way and not to return. And then the other one says, oh, let's return and go back. And the other died because they were disobedient to the Lord. So you see how crucial it is to pay attention when he calls you apart and he says, no, this is what I want you to do. Or you feel moved in spirit or he takes you out of something. Let's say also that you're in a job. Maybe you're losing interest in that job or things are starting to wind down like they're not quite working out or there's favoritism or things not getting done right. And or you're just losing, you know, you're losing interest in it. You're getting tired of it. It's making you like literally mentally worn down all the time. That could be an indication. Don't make any sudden moves, but what you want to do is start seeking the Lord. You know, don't just assume that like, oh, well, I'm just going to go find another career or I'm just going to. It's like, no, you want to seek the Lord first. Start seeking the Lord. This is going to be vitally important and everything that comes vitally important. It's, it's important right now. There are people out there losing their minds because they don't have direction. And when these things start to happen, guys, when these end times events, when these judgments, when they begin, which they already really have. When they start to increase and get worse, those who do not have the firm foundation, those who are not grounded and refuse to be because they just pass this all off as doom and gloom. Um, I've spoken as to what happens to the mockers. Another thing is a lot of people are going to be going home and what comes. So that's another reason you don't want to be so concerned with the pride of life. More important to Be willing to let go and save your soul. Is anything worth more than your soul? You know, if you don't know what to do, James 1 even says, starting on verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God, who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. But he must ask for wisdom in faith, without doubting God's willingness to help. For the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. For such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways, in everything he thinks, feels, or decides. So that's why there's going to be a lot of confusion, because no one's seeking the Lord the way they should. Now, many of you are. But there's those who still are sitting on the fence. And that's so because I don't believe I would have gotten leading on this to talk about this today. Uh, Being concerned with things that don't matter if that wasn't the case. And that's why people are confounded. Like, oh, what am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with that? Oh, I can't possibly leave my house. I can't possibly move. Oh, well, I I have too many things involved with my wife. Oh, she's not going to go over with that. It's like, you know, listen. There's going to be consequences for disobedience, and that's what the whole thing about the railroad tracks was about. That's what the whole dream I had about the slanted roadway was about. 
people who are going to go down the crooked path versus those who are going to follow the Lord. It's laid out in Matthew 19, verse 29. Jesus laid this out, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or farms for my name's sake will receive many times as much and will inherit eternal life. And so you want to remember that when you feel like you might be being pulled to give something up and you're struggling with it. You need to remember that is a promise right there. And that's what I meant by he's going to reward you for giving those things up for his name's sake. Because you're dying to self to gain more of him and his leading on everything, not what you want or will. You know, the Lord wants to save people, but because they're choosing their own way, they're going to put themselves through trials, fiery trials. Many are going into a wilderness. See, this is the awesome thing about the Lord. He loves his people so much. He wants to show them how to get through what comes. He wants to also refine out the dross. He wants to show them where things are wrong. They're trying to hold on to too much. And the reason why this is important is because if you're trying to hold on to the things of the world, the pride of life, if you're doing that now or trying to seek after your own interests rather than the Lord's interests, it's going to be very hard to let go later on when they offer a solution to everything. Like, hey, we're going to wipe your debt out. Oh, you know, you have such and such you owe on your house. Here, we'll pay it off. You just need to take this little prick, this little mark. That's where this is going. And those not paying attention or caught unawares, which we're told not to be, are going to be manipulated by all of this. Those who do know are going to see the writing on the wall and already do. And there are going to be family members who are going to try to drag you down if they are not saved or of the Lord. And that's another reason you need to be aware of these things and draw in. The black horse is riding. The inflation is going sky high. And these are all things that we need to be aware of. That's why I said everything in the last three years was a test run. The separations. The, you know, will you, keep your, will you take this to keep your job? It goes on and on and on. If you look at all of that, that's exactly how the Antichrist system is going to operate. That is the beast system being set up. So you want to be seeking the Lord, pulling near to him. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Therefore, see that you walk carefully. That is living life with honor, purpose, and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil, not as the unwise, but as wise. That is sensible, intelligent, and discerning of people, making the very most of your time on the earth recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. You know, and that's the point. Did you know where it says making the very most of your time, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence? You know, that is diligently carrying out the Lord's will. Because that day is coming where no man can work. That day is coming where darkness falls. That day is coming where what you have is what you have. 
And these are things that really need to be thought about. Verse 17, still in Ephesians 5. Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. So you first want to get your own life right, and you want to be seeking him for what he wants, not what you want, not what your flesh wants. Not like, oh, I'm going to go here, or I'm going to go there, or I'm going to get married, or I'm going to do this, I'm going to go to college. I'm gonna... It's like, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen in a week, two weeks, a month. The war drums are beating exceedingly loud right now. And I've gone into this many, many times. You know, people want to argue with what the Lord wants them to do. But did the thought ever cross your mind that by not seeking him, you very well could be building your own enslavement in the times to come? Do you think he wants that for you? He wants you to have freedom in him. But you have to choose. You know, I've quoted this before. James 4, verses 13 and 14. Come now and pay attention to this. You who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such a city and spend a year there and carry on our business and make a profit. Yet you do not know the least thing about what may happen in your life tomorrow. What is secure in your life? You are merely a vapor, like a puff of smoke or a wisp of steam from a cooking pot that is visible for a little while and then vanishes into thin air. You know, Ecclesiastes 6, verses 10 through 12. Whatever exists has already been named long ago, and it is known what a frail being man is, for he cannot dispute with him who is mightier than he. That is, God already has ordained your purpose. There is no arguing about it. For there are many other words that increase futility. What then is the advantage for a man? For who, limited by human wisdom, knows what is good for man during his lifetime, during the few days of his futile life? He spends them like a shadow that is staying busy, but achieving nothing of lasting value. For who can tell a man what will happen after him to his work, his treasure, his plans under the sun after his life is over? So again, seek and store up that which God would want. Ask him what he wants. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm seeking you and your will. Your will be done, Lord. What is your will for me? What do you want me to do? I'm willing to forsake all of this to gain more of you. Are you willing to forsake what's in your life to gain more of the Lord? Philippians 3, verses 8 through 9. But more than that, I count everything as loss compared to the priceless privilege and supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, and of growing more deeply and thoroughly acquainted with him, a joy unequaled. For his sake, I have lost everything, and I consider it all garbage. I think the King James in that says rubbish. So that I may gain Christ, and may be found in him, believing and relying on him not having any righteousness of my own derived from my obedience to the law and its rituals, but possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. And brothers and sisters, the basis of faith is what's going to matter in the very near future. 
Remember, Proverbs 3, verse 6, in all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him, and he will make your path straight and smooth. And that is removing obstacles that block your way. You know, when you're feeling stuck, talk to him. I don't care if you have to talk to him all day. Guys, I talk to the Lord all day. I'm like, no, Lord, I'm not going to leave you alone because you told me to seek you. Your word tells me to seek you and you'll make my path straight. I mean, you got to start somewhere. You know, you, you, you can't just keep doing everything the way you want. And this is what everyone does. They're, they're, more, they're more concerned with being entertained or, you know, well, uh, you know, it's going to just work out. I'm just going to do what I want to do. And it's like, well, are you really seeking the Lord, what the Lord wants? Or are you afraid of what he might tell you? And that's why you're not seeking him. I, I sometimes have wondered if that's what it is. Are, are people afraid of what he'll tell them to do? You have to be willing. You have to be willing. The New Living Translation of Proverbs 3, 6 says, Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Guys, we got to remember that faith is about trusting him. It's about trusting him to guide us on that path. Psalm 119 verses 104 through 105. From your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That is the importance of the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Seek his ways in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Seek his word. Get an understanding of what he wants you to give up. You know, John 5.30 says, I can do nothing on my own initiative or authority. Just as I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just, fair, righteous, unbiased, because I do not seek my own will, but only the will of him who sent me. So, again, seek his ways, not your own initiative or authority. You want to seek the Lord's will. Those who are willing to forsake the things of this world, the pride of life, their wants, their fleshly wants. You know, to die to this world is to gain Christ. You have to remember that. And that's what we want to be working toward. And especially, especially right now. Because we've covered it many times, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, things are not going to go back to the way that they were. And that said, that's all I have for you this week. It is my prayer that this podcast was informative and a blessing to you. Remember, Ecclesiastes 3, there's a time for everything, to everything a season. And the season has changed. And things are about to get very interesting out there, to say the least. Embrace him, and he will embrace you. I thank you for listening. Jesus bless you. Understand what the Lord's will is, guys. And be vigilant out there. God bless.